We have some uh, Angels fans and experts here from Talking Halos to give us a little insight on the Angels. Uh, we have Derek, John, and Jared. I'm going to kind of throw them some questions. It's a chance for, uh, for you to find out a little bit more about the Angels. And uh, I think they're one of the more interesting teams in the American League. They have the greatest player in baseball, one of the greatest players of all time. But they also have the minor leagues that uh, went from nuclear wasteland to middle of the pack, maybe higher. Uh, one of the best prospects in all of baseball, Joe Adele, will be a fun player to watch in the next few years. But we're starting to see some of those talents filter up. And the Indians are actually going to face uh, the, all three pitchers this weekend are interesting from the perspective of Sandoval and Suarez being guys who have kind of come up recently. And Peters is always interesting as he's one of those who got away from the Indians. They tried really hard to get him out of high school and uh, were unable. I believe he was originally drafted by the Marlins out of college. But uh, still, uh, if you guys could maybe more so with Sandoval and Suarez talk to the type of pitchers they are so the Indians uh, fans out there will know what they can expect to see over these first two games. Oh, Jared, that's all you, man. You've been watching those guys for years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, Sandoval, he's uh, he came over to the Angels in the uh, Martin Maldonado deal, which looks really good for both sides now. Uh, I mean, Maldonado isn't, well, wasn't with them and then has, I think, since then gone uh, back and forth, but uh, Sandoval's an, an interesting guy. He'll kick it up to, you know, 90, I think he's touched 96, 97 this year with the Angels. Has some um, interesting off-speed. Really reminds me, and I think a lot of fans, of Hector Santiago uh, when you watch him and how he's pitching. Um, Jose Suarez, I've seen. I saw him down, you know, in the minor leagues and watched his progression. Uh, 21-year-old, still really young, and you can see it out there. His stats really reflect on it this year. Um, but there's a lot of promise there. Uh, it doesn't, you know, walk a whole lot of guys. Uh, he's around the strike zone a lot, so I, and uh, he, he'll strike out, you know, a good amount of guys too. Uh, but he's, you know, sit, he'll probably sit 91 to 93 with a, a really, really good changeup. Uh, that's that's the one really good out pitch, and he, he uh, I, I think he has a good curveball too. He doesn't throw it a lot, uh, but yeah, that changeup is, is something really, really good. Same, same with Sandoval, that changeup is really good too. So, and then if you want to get to Peters, uh, I, I really like Peters. You were right, right on it when he, he went. He, uh, the Angels got him from the Marlins this off season for I believe it was Tyler Stevens. Off the top of my head, I could be wrong. Uh, so I, I really like Peters. I think he's going to be a mainstay in the rotation for the Angels. Um, and you guys are actually three lefties, which is pretty kind of interesting. So hopefully uh, the Indians hit lefties okay, or maybe not if you're an Angels fan listening to this. <laughs> The Indians uh, post-trade definitely tend to uh, favor left uh, when they face lefties. Adding Puig and Reyes has uh, certainly helped that balance. Do you think all three of these guys have a chance to be a mainstay and part of this rotation next year? I mean, there's, there's always the, the rumors that they might dip their toes in free agency again. But, uh, you know, if they were to add an arm or two, do you, who stays, who goes? What do you think is going forward with the staff? Well, I think you all... You know, right now... I. Go on, Jared. Get it. Sorry. Nah. No. Uh, I, you know, for, for for me, I think that I, I, all three of these guys will have some. You know, they'll they'll all get the opportunity in spring training. You know, like you mentioned, Jeff. Though, if uh, the if they go and get Garrett Cole or a couple pitcher starting pitchers, or they go trade for a pitcher or two, uh, one or two of these guys could almost see another team, or even 
you know, not see, you know, see AAA for the beginning of the season until you see an injury. But, but yeah, for right now, with what they're rolling out there, I can definitely see all three of these guys as mainstays in the rotation next year um, for the time being until the offseason. I the think they stay. Oh, go ahead. You think stay? I think I they stay. Curious. I think they stay. Okay. I, th- I think the you mentioned, you know, you just mentioned earlier that the Angels really had a – well, they, let's just say it, they failed miserably over the years to develop pitching. And they finally got a group that varies in potential. They're hovering between AAA and the major league level. And you're going to need those guys. You're going to need them to hopefully develop some more over the offseason and get into next year and be there. Even if you go out and get free agents, you're going to need those guys at the ready because the next crop of pitching, Jared will correct me if I'm wrong here, but the next real crop of pitching is probably not even at double A. It's at single A and lower right now. So there is a gap, a serious gap in pitching development right now for the Angels from top to to top of the minors, majors, going down the bottom. So they need these guys to work out. They need them to last at least a year or two more. Here's here's a question I ask. I want to ask Jared and maybe you. Uh, I mean, but to, to respond to your question, we're not going to dip our. We better not dip our toe into free agency. We better cannonball into free agency because we need <laughs> we need to get a couple. Uh, uh, main, a couple starters, real, uh, real legitimate starters. And my question to you, Jared, if, 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 you know, the reason that these uh, guys have been up, Peters and Suarez and 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 Berea, he was up last year at the and Sandoval. Do you think any of these guys? The reason they're up is because of our pitching woes. I mean, do you think if we had a solid staff, any of the, uh, how many of these guys would have even had meaningful playing time this year? In, if Harvey and Cahill and everybody pan out to how they're supposed to be if Keeney doesn't get hurt you know as he did early in the season and uh, I mean Tyler Skaggs is still around then I don't think we see any of these guys same thing with Griffin Canning if he's still healthy we don't see any of these guys but uh, but yeah you know it's it's one of those things where it, it, it they had to have their number called and I thought they've done a great job with these guys it's kind of I'm always curious with this because you know you mentioned Canning and there are a few guys Who's the most likely one if they have the space or you know the need to maybe transition as a back end arm? Is it Sandoval? Would he be the the potential closer with just the pitch mix you mentioned there? It, it stood out for me. I thought Sandoval was a max effort guy. Uh, I didn't see him down in the minors, but I right when I saw him up in the majors, that's the first thing that came popped out was just max effort. You know he. If you were to put him in the bullpen for an inning or two, that would be really, really scary. Um, so yeah, right off the bat, I think it would be Sandoval. He he definitely has the you know what makes the most sense in the bullpen. Uh, but yeah, I mean with the way the Angels have handled you know starters as relievers as you know piggybacking almost, that I it, it it could be really interesting. They could all be relievers at some point, you know. So with uh, you know spend some time on the pitching with the uh, the hitters and such in this one um, I, it felt like I, I did the curse of death on the Angels earlier this year I should probably apologize when I was spent a whole podcast talking about how the Angels need pitchers and the Indians have pitchers so the Angels should uh, the Indians should try to uh, to get Tommy Listella and Brian Goodwin away who then both promptly got hurt within a week of that podcast but uh, what's with Listella, is he's I thought I saw that he might return this week to the uh, the Angels. Have you guys had any additional information information on that? Well, he's close. 
he's close. Um, he took bad practice every day. He's been slowly working his way through. Can't do a rehab assignment because the minor league, system, uh, minor league season's over, so they just have to work him in. And it's going to be really curious how they really get him back in the lineup because they're, they're really trying to evaluate young talent right now. And every chance they get, they're pulling somebody out to get some of these young guys an opportunity to play. So I have no idea in the end how much time he's actually going to get out there. They've really kind of fit in without him there. It's, I'm not saying it's been a good fit, by the way. It's just they've already kind of moved on as they've been finishing the season off, finishing the season out. Okay, Postmates, one of our best sponsors. They are back again. You download that Postmates app. You're going to enter the promo code Locked on, and you get yourself a hundred dollars of free shipping to use in the first seven days. Postmates gets you what you want when you want it. Remember, download the app, use that promo code locked on. Our longest running sponsor is bluechew.com. Bluechew.com has the same active ingredients as all the big names out there in the male enhancement field. Um, except for it's the only one that's chewable, so it hits your bloodstream quicker, allows you to do what you want to do quicker. You don't want to be like these Major League Baseball players who are getting male enhancement at a gas station. <laughs> it's leading to player suspensions. Don't do that. Go to BlueChew.com. If you've ever been curious, you want to try, we have the deal. It's going to cost you 5 bucks. That's just the cost of shipping. You go, you go BlueChew.com, you enter that promo code MLB, and you get a $5 trial. Easy as that. With, uh, with that moving forward, I'm just going to, again, curious, is uh, would you say that someone like Cole Calhoun is one of those guys who could be on the move this offseason to the right team since he's one of the few guys over 30 um, with a movable contract who's kind of uh, an everyday player? We talked about that a lot, just as far as what, what kind of return we're going to get for him. I think with uh, you know Goodwin's uh, resurgence, and I think the fans would love <laughs> just the you know speaking on a social media, uh, you know I guess they're kind of split because his defense and his heart is really is really there, but his batting average is, has been anemic for years. Um, so I. Would like to, but you know, talking to Derek, who's much smarter than me, he's he questions what kind of uh, return we're actually going to get on with uh, trading, uh, like he's saying, mid-level, mid-level at best prospects. And that's just Cole what Cole I'm hearing. Also though. has a an option. Uh, he, he also has the the team option. So if the Angels decline the option, I believe uh, he it would be 14 it's a 14 million dollar option so he actually might not be an angel next year um if they decline it so he uh may be on another team anyways if seeing how close adele might be and also if brian goodwin's you know ends up sticking around or if they trade it, it'll be an interesting offseason for the angels to say the least i think he's gone and it's really become it's something that i've been going back and forth on i, I looking at where the angels are right now in terms of their future on what they need and it's really become clear to me as the years gone yeah he's hitting for power but Cole's been striking out a ton he's been striking out to the point where he's killing drives and killing sorry killing rallies thinking football for a second there he's not really valuable in what the Angels are looking for in terms of making contact. Earlier this year, at one point, the Angels were one of the best teams in the league at avoiding the strikeout and making contact. And now, 
they're striking out a ton, and a lot of that's by coal. And when you're trying to have, you know, a $14 million option, it just makes more sense at that point to let them go and pay the $1 million buyout because Goodwin's playing so well. And if you're trying to transition over to Joe Adele, Joe Adele might not come up until May or June, but you can have Goodwin there waiting for him for until then. So it's starting to make more and more sense for the Angels just to say, you know what, let's move on. Let's say this $14 million will be 13 after the buyout and go put it somewhere else that's more effective for them than rely on somebody who just isn't exactly meeting what they need. They need the power that comes from his bat, but they need to make contact, and he's not making contact enough to where it's to where it fits long term. There you go. And I guess my last big question for you guys is, you know, the Jules are always an interesting team when it does come to things free agency. Um, there are, you know, already talks and rumors about what's going to happen. Uh, what do you guys think? Is this going to be the year where they dive into it, or is it going to be one of those things where they're going to wait till the pool host contract is off the books before they make another big dive? What's the general feeling between you guys about what the Angels will do this offseason in terms of adding big salaries, risking losing a draft pick and such. You, you want me to do it, Derek? That our, our I, I'd say it would double. be really cool if all three of us gave a thought here, if that's okay with Jeff. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah. Go for it, John. I just said that's been the theme of our of our podcast, our four or five four or five month old podcast, is that this season was really a lot of one one year contracts all building up to – next year this was just a like like i think i used the term earlier rebuilding on the fly we weren't awful we had our moments we we had our, we even had our, our flirt with the possible wild card for a while after we swept the dodgers um but um bottom line in the day next year they can't dip their toe in free agent they, they need to plunge into free agency and hopefully get Garrett Cole, absolutely. And then one other, you know, he and Ryu, uh, uh, another pitcher. We need two quality pitchers and a catcher. Uh, so I think we got we have money this year to that will be cleared out. So I'm expecting it. I'm been preaching and expecting a big offseason. If we don't have one, I'll be very disappointed. Derek, I was going to pass it to Jared. Think of me, Jared. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I agree there. Um, I think the Angels are probably going to be the most active team this offseason. I think it's going to be early, too. I don't think they're going to wait around for anything. You know, you, you can't wait around. You can't wait to see if Garrett Cole is there until as long as Garrett or uh, as long as uh, Dallas Keuchel was, you know, you can't you can't wait that long. So I think they're going to be the most active team and active and early, I think, is going to be the, the name of the game this offseason. And it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, at all if they went and got two, three pitchers, free agent-wise, a catcher, you know, I mean, that's, those are going to be their biggest needs, and it, it, it's definitely going to have to happen. So, But early and often, for sure, is going to be the, the name of the game this offseason. As, as soon as you can sign somebody, the Angels, you'll hear rumors about it. And I think it goes even deeper than that. I think it goes deeper into even the rebuilding strategy that they it, – it's beneficial to them, I think, to go spend now. I mentioned earlier they have that gap. They have that gap between AAA, uh, Major League, the Major League Baseball roster, and then the very bottom, that single-A roster. And so they're going to need a good couple of years of production now of somebody. So you might as well go spend that money now while you're developing these guys and getting them ready and win. 
while those guys move up the chain and they get closer and closer and closer. Then when it comes time for, you know, say, for example, Garrett Cole to leave or he starts to lose some of this stuff, they have guys ready on hand and, and that rebuilt farm system they've been looking for. I mean, my belief has been uh, five years was the standard. It's been the standard for a rebuild, but it's probably going to be more like five to seven years because of the whole idea that you're rebuilding the fly. You're not trading a lot of things, a lot of assets. You're kind of working through the draft. You're finding international talent and so on and so forth. So to me, it makes a ton of sense, not just because they have a core, a young core now that can win if given the right tools, but it makes sense for developing the farm system long term to go out and dig into free agency now and make those deals that will make them successful in the short term as well. Listening to you guys makes me wish that they would have done. There's one thing I've wanted to see a team do, and no team has, has had the stones to do it yet, which is knowing that you're going to spend a ton in free agency. So taking like um, this past year's draft, the 2019 draft, and just blowing the roof off of your your uh, your pool, you know, forfeiting that first round pick, knowing that you're going to spend in free agency, you're probably going to lose picks anyway, so. Um, I'm waiting for an organization that realizes they're going to spend so they can take a draft and spend in a way we have not seen a team do uh, in a long, long time. And hearing you guys talk makes me wish the Angels had been the team to finally kind of take that approach. I mean, I think they're going to spend a ton. I think, well, I think they're going to try. And the big knock on Appler has been that he can't close the deal on these big free agents, which I don't totally buy. They were able to keep. Uh, they were able to keep opt in. They were you know, they were able to make a couple of moves that consider considerably our big money. They were able to trade for Simmons on early on his new contract, and I think a lot of people assume that because they didn't close on Jay Hab last year and on Patrick Corbin that the Angels just didn't offer enough money. They didn't go hard enough. Well, I think the Angels have seen over the course of time, and Jared, you'll know more than, than probably than me on this, they've seen over the course of time, they set their value on a player, and if the market goes beyond that value, they're going to wait because they have their eyes potentially somebody else. In this case, Patrick Corbin, they had their eye on him, they went for him, but they set their market. When the market exceeded that, they looked ahead to Garrett Cole. That's that's kind of how I've been watching this fall, watching the chips go where they are, and so I expect them to be very aggressive going after Cole. They might not get him, but that's what I'm expecting. Jared, do you see it that way too? Yeah, I mean, unless your name is Artie Moreno to Albert Pujols, where it was do as much as you can, and I think that's actually probably going to end up being what it is for Garrett Cole. Just do whatever you can to get Garrett Cole in an Angels uniform next year. Um, yeah, they've set you know limits. Uh, we, we saw it with Evaldi, we saw it with Hap, we saw it. You know, with Corbin, you know, they didn't feel comfortable going, you know, up to that what they wanted. And they, you know, that's they, I guess, played it smart um, in a way. You know, I don't want to give those big contracts out if you don't feel comfortable with what, you know, the product that you're going to be getting. So, yeah, you, you, you're totally right. Well, and, and the funny thing is, it's funnier in, in, a, in a negative way, I guess you'd say, is so we do go throw money at Garrett Cole and he injures his arm two months in. Now, Epler's an idiot. And they've wasted our, you know, they, this is this is the story of the Angels. They're they're Angel fans. They're Monday Monday morning quarterbacks. 
Uh, I mean, everybody, I, I, I'm a fan. I was excited when we signed up, re-signed Upton. I didn't think he'd re-sign with us. I mean, going back to the old days, I was, I mean, many years ago, I was excited when we signed Pujols. It didn't work out. Now it's, you know, it's an albatross on our neck. But he's still a solid player. He's just, a, he's just not a solid player for the money he's earning. Um, so, you know, I just hope it all works out uh, because I do think there was a plan, and I hope it gets executed, and I hope – that we have success, uh, you know, success in the future. Obviously, as an Angel fan and just as a, yeah, a fan of this team. And just and just to clarify too, we're not talking about all Angels fans. There's there's a set group um, that pretty much Epper can do no right. Like they they look at the current situation of the farm system and all the moves that have taken place and they think he's like the worst GM ever. He's worse than Jerry Depoto was, which is idiotic and that's where it is but that's not the majority of fans I think most of the fans support Epler have a little bit of a longer view but there is that set of folks who aren't able to see the forest for the trees they look right in front of them they see it's been four straight now five straight it's going to be five straight right losing seasons and they don't understand that the reason why they're losing so much baseball isn't because there's not talent at the major league level. There's just not been enough coming through the system to support that talent. And especially with Mike Trout there, well, you're wasting the worst player in baseball. I mean, best player in baseball. Jeez, best player in baseball. The reality is, well, A, he chose to stay, so you're not really wasting him. But B, he, Mike, he saw the plan. He sat down with Billy Epler and... And he was convinced that this was the right decision to make was to stay. That he believes in what's going on, and it's easy to see. It's just a block-by-block approach where you're wishing you can run this race with a Lamborghini. You kind of have to run it with a Pinto that doesn't blow up. Hmm. All makes sense. I mean, I agree. I, I think uh, my outside opinion is that was doing a good job. And uh, I, I think the drafts have kind of shown that, at least... Uh, you know, getting Joe Adele alone makes it uh, him a success when you look at what he has turned into. And uh, he was almost considered an overdraft at the time to uh, to some. So, uh, again, I think it's uh, I would trust in the guy who's who's finding draft talent. That's that's kind of where I want my GM to succeed first and foremost. Uh, I mean, the other thing is just listening to you guys talk about like the it's almost like they dodged a bullet. Yes, Corbin would have been great. But Evaldi or Hap, we'd be talking negatively about at this point in the year, and that's always the danger of free agency. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, like I said, uh, the outside observer with the Angels is it's an interesting team. There's so many pieces. The Angels and the Mets are kind of like two of those teams I like to just look at their 40-man and uh, look at it like a puzzle of, like, oh, there's so many people. How is it all going to work? So I, thanks for coming on and talking with me today. And, uh you know, again, talking about, to me, what's one of the most interesting rosters in baseball. Well, thanks for having us. Privilege. Thanks a lot. Thanks, oh, um, before you guys go, tell people where, you can, where they can find you. I'm really bad about doing that. So uh, <laughs> if you're curious to find out more about the Angels, uh, let them know where they can find you. Well, I get, I'll, do the, I'll do the talking here because otherwise John will be, you know, a train wreck. Anyways, you can find us at Talking Halos on Twitter at Talking Halos. Or the structure. Us. I think that he referred to of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Train wreck. <laughs> Always a little sarcastic. I was going to interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. 
Find us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can find us on Facebook as well. Same thing, Talking Halos. We have a group there as well. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can find Jared at Jared underscore Tim's and John at Jayscreen John. Again, thank you guys. It's, uh, it was an enlightening talk. <laughs>